0: DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We're joined now by Kyle Goon. He used to write for the Salt Lake Tribune, now he writes for the Southern California News Group, and he covers the Los Angeles Lakers. He is a Laker beat writer. Kyle, good morning. What's up? How you doing? Welcome back to Salt Lake for, you know, a few minutes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good stuff. It's a. I've, I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about the potential for a playoff series. I, uh, not to get ahead of myself, but it's, a, it's an exciting. Uh, it's an exciting idea. Thinking about the, the Lakers and Jazz going head to head. So perhaps this postseason.
0: I am curious with the Lakers now at fifth, and we're getting the first uh, the the first official words of you know timelines for these uh, the two stars returns. Do you think the Lakers are locked into the four or five series?
1: Um, uh, you know, I, I think it's it's looking that way. Um, I, I, I was wondering if, I, I, honestly, I think the, the the tough part is behind them uh, without Anthony Davis. Um, you know, obviously the, these two games coming up against the Jazz are, are going to be tough. But um, you know, they went four and three on a seven game road trip. Uh, were banged up the whole time, kind of fought through injuries um and and we able to, to win some games so it you know i i think the the hard part is really behind them of the schedule that they had to play without their stars and then you know there's there's a critical road trip coming up uh with two games against Dallas who is a team that is kind of chasing to get out of the play in spot um portland hasn't been as as good as maybe they thought they would be once they got healthy um, obviously, Denver is dealing with a really tough situation with Jamal Murray. Um, so you know they were they were you know winning a ton of games coming out of the trade deadline uh, with Aaron Gordon, and now without Jamal Murray, they don't look quite as strong. Um, so I, I think the Lakers are just in a good position as long as AD kind of helps them win the games um, down the stretch. Um, they they do have um, some some critical games against those teams in the standings, but. They look pretty good to, to get in that four or five spot as long as they can kind of keep up the pace they've been keeping up. What's Drummond
2: going to do for this ball club?
1: Yeah, um, I think what you, you're going to see is he's going to just give them uh, for the rest of the regular season just a big body so they don't have to push AD out and, and play him, you know, 35 minutes out the gate. Under um, Drummond can kind of take that, you know, "quote unquote" beating that centers take in this league, um, and then in the postseason when they play guys like Nikola Jokic, when they if they have to play a guy like uh, Joel Embiid, then he gives them a defensive answer for the bigger bodies that you know AD a- um, you know may kind of phase in and out guarding because um, he's not quite as physical as those guys, but. I think Andre Drummond really gives them a defensive answer for the bigger, more physical scoring centers in the league.
2: Yeah, but they're not going to be able to worry about Drummond against Embiid because the Jazz
1: are going to go to the finals. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I hear I hear your callers now. Don't get me wrong. But the, the thing I like about the Lakers um, relative to the Jazz is um, the Jazz, you know, they, they are just locked in on their style right now, um, and and it's really just fitting for the modern era. You know, Rudy obviously has anchored the defense for years, and now they have so much three-point shooting, so much good three-point shooting around him that offensively they're this, this juggernaut. But what I like about the Lakers comparatively is, hey, the Lakers can put out a ton of different lineups um, and they can play a lot of different styles, which is sort of what you saw last year, especially defensively. You know, if they, they needed a center, um, you know, they could, they could throw in Dwight Howard. Um, if they, if they need to play small, Hey, Anthony Davis can play center and you, they don't even need a, a point guard because LeBron James can run point. So they can just put a whole bunch of defensive wings in at the guard spot. Um, and they bring those guys back and, Andre Drummond is essentially a better version of what Dwight Howard was last year. So I think that's what the challenge is for the Jazz, because as good as the Jazz are in their style, they play that style. So if the Lakers can get them out, if the Jazz hit a three-point shooting slump, then they're in some trouble in in a matchup against a team like the Lakers.
0: As the Lakers get healthy here, and, and obviously the first goal is to get healthy and be playing well, but is there any matchup they would try to avoid, any matchup they would seek, or do they think if they're healthy and playing well, we're the Lakers and he's LeBron and whatever, we're good to go?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, not only would I say I think the Lakers think that, I think, I think a lot of people think that because of, you know, how last year went, um, and... and LeBron kind of showed even at this stage, he can still do a lot of the things that he's done for so much of his career. I mean, he had some great closing games last year. Um, you know, I think game five of the finals is almost forgotten how good LeBron was there because Jimmy Butler was so good and the, the Lakers didn't end up closing out because Danny Green missed a shot. So, and, but, you know, LeBron was like something like 17 for 20 in, in game five of the NBA finals, because he thought he was going home. Um, and then they just crushed the heat in game six. So um, you're still seeing things that uh, sort of signs of classic LeBron. Um, and it's, a, it's like a thing of like, hey, it's, it's the, the natural law of things until it's not. So uh, you can definitely say that because LeBron is coming off this high ankle sprain, you know, who, who really knows if he's going to be able to do those things Again, when he comes back, um, and I think the Lakers are are really trying to be cautious with both their stars. Um, but I, I think the Lakers have this sense of, hey, if we're healthy, who's going to beat us? Um, and you know, I think there are, I think around the NBA that is the sense too, since they're coming off the championship. And and I and I kind of thought that I, I really liked what Denver was doing. Um, I, I really thought that trade for Aaron Gordon made them really defensively stronger than they were last year but without jamal murray i i don't see them as the kind of contender that could have knocked the lakers out in those early rounds they were going to meet up in that four or five series agreed
2: so you talk about how drummond is a better dwight howard and that's an addition subtraction thing there when they let howard go but also, too, on the guard line, they let go or didn't return, retain Green and Rondo. Are the Lakers worse, the same, or better at guard line than they were last year?
1: Yeah, um, that that's an interesting question because, um, you know, they, they traded for Dennis Schroeder, who I think they saw as a younger uh, more dynamic Rondo, and, I, and in the sense of scoring, um, Dennis Schroeder's definitely been very dynamic getting to the basket. Um, he's been, you know, fine shooting the ball, and, and he's been a good um, guy on defensive pressure. I do kind of wonder in the playoffs, I mean, he, he's he been an okay playoff player. Um, he's never had to, you know, go on a, a deep run, and I I think he lacks some of the... Just intuition that Rajan Rondo brings to a, to a playoff series, um, and and obviously we all know what playoff Rondo is. I mean, occasionally he can just go off, dominate stretches of games, and and create runs. Uh, I don't think Dennis Schroder's that kind of playoff player, um, but I think he is just a more solid. Hey, I'm going to get you 15 to 17 points. Um, you know, I'm going to create drives to the basket, create that threat off the dribble, which is something, frankly, the Lakers really needed out of their guard line because Danny Green um, was not that, KCP is not that, Alex Crusoe is not that. So I think what he really brings is just offensive value in terms of, hey, I'm going to attack if, you're, if your guys are switching off me because um, I'm so quick to the basket um, and defensively just really spirit, just just energy. So, I think that's the really big change, um, and and then replacing Danny is KCP and Alex Russo, who are, you know, two guys who who know what the heck they're doing, uh, and and Wesley Matthews, who's also been pretty good after a slow start.
0: Kyle Goon joining us, Laker beat writer for the Southern California News Group. He used to work for the Tribune once upon a time. He covered the Utes. I can he'll still hear Larry Kristoviak. Gooner. Gooner, <laughs> and so there is that Ute connection with the Lakers now, and you're covering Kuzma, and obviously what people have written and said about him has varied wildly. He has been uh, the darling, the belle of the ball at times, and at other times, people are looking at him like this isn't working out. He's going to have to go. Has he settled into a role there that people really like, that he's really comfortable in, or is there uh, more roller coaster to come?
1: Yeah, um he, he is settled. Um and you know, I think that's why you see him sign to a multi year deal because there has been a mentality shift. Um and uh I I think it was pretty evident at times, um, in that first year with LeBron that um Kyle kind of was trying to posture and and say, Hey, you know, I know I belong in this league too. And um, I, think it, I think they've had uh, – I think he would tell you they've had a great relationship all along, but I think they've, there's been some complexity to it because Kyle was a young player trying to establish himself. He he thought of himself as a scorer. Um, he, I mean, he was a scorer. He was, he was nearly a 20-point-per-game scorer as a, as a second-year player. Um, and he's just had to adapt that because the Lakers don't need that with, with Anthony Davis in the fold. Um, so he's kind of really tweaked his game to become um, more of a support player. Um, I think the biggest strides he's made are defensive, um, where he used to just be the guy who, who gets burned, and, and now is really steady um, and, and is able to guard um, really good players in this league for longer stretches. And not to say he doesn't have um, his his, his um, you know letdowns here and there, but that's a huge reason why this team has been able to maintain its, its number one defense, defensive rating in the NBA, despite not having LeBron, despite not having AD for long stretches. And that's guys like Kyle who kind of keep the culture going. And, I, and it was funny. I was having a conversation with somebody last night who, who was close to Kyle uh, at the game with fans. Oh my gosh. Um, and he was saying, you know Kyle's taken so so long to kind of adapt to this supporting player it's It's been a little bit of an adjustment for him to have to be a more aggressive scorer with lebron and a d out so you kind of see how far down the spectrum he's moved to kind of adapt and and be a championship player, which he now understands.
2: We've been discussing should the Jazz try to maybe tank to get out of playing the Lakers in the second round. <laughs> and Probably not a lot of difference between the Lakers and Clippers. But do you think that the Lakers and Clippers are going to keep an eye on each other to make sure they're on opposite sides of the bracket so the first time they could play each other would be in the conference final?
1: Man, I, to, to be frank, I don't think the Lakers have that much control over their future. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't know what the Clippers are doing. Um, I don't, I don't know what their mentality is after last year. I mean, um, I think it would be cool to have a, a, a hallway series, which has never happened in NBA history before. I actually, last year when I was in the bubble, I, uh, I, was, I spent a lot of the day of game seven of, of Clippers nuggets writing, A story, um, and and PK, you'd appreciate this as a former print guy. I wrote like a forty-inch story about, hey, here's what's happening with the uh, the Staples Center series between the Lakers and Clippers, and I had to trash it. (laughs) (laughs) I had to to freaking trash the whole thing. They had a double-digit lead again, and I had to trash the thing. So, uh, yeah, maybe I can recover some something of that story (laughs) uh, if they were able to to play again this year, but. Uh, Look, I mean, we're still talking about, you know, we're not sure when LeBron comes back. Um, High ankle sprains are tricky. Um, It's it's been, uh, you know, almost a month now. It may be six weeks before he comes back. I just don't think the Lakers have that kind of control where they can, you know, say, hey, we're going to win X many games or lose X many games so we can have an opponent. And I don't think the Lakers would present that mentality either because I think, you know, their mentality that they try to build and, and frankly, which I think the jazz have um, because you see what they're doing is, Hey, we're going to try and win every game. Um, if we have a chance to win this game, we're going to win it. And to me, that is the mentality of a champion more so than trying to be selective of, of trying to find the right matchup. I, so no, no, the Jazz should not tank to avoid the Lakers. I, I I like the Lakers' chances in a series against the Jazz, but if you're really the Jazz and you've won, you know, 41, 42 games so far, you're probably going to end up winning, you know, at least 50 games in a 72-game schedule. You say, you know what? We've been winning. Take us on. You know, you, yeah. you get to come to our place, which has fans now, and, and you got to win games in our place. You know, we, we've been winning. And that's that's our, our habit, so – no, don't take. It's it's silly. It's a silly talk. So when you
0: talk about the championship mentality and a couple teams having it, I think most years you can look at two or three teams and you know, if I got to pick two or three teams and you got the field, I would I would take I would take you to the bank nine years out of ten and clean you out. But this year does feel different. How many legit potential champions are there in the NBA? Uh,
1: look, I mean the whole the whole subtext of this season is, you know, you never know who's going to be in the freaking lineup. Um, you know, and, and not to jinx anything, I'll, 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 use the Lakers as an example. I mean, the Lakers could get healthy and they could, you know, let's say they win eight straight games going into the playoffs and then in you know, the morning of the playoffs, you know, LeBron James and Anthony Davis are, are in COVID protocol. You know what I mean? Um, so you, you never know what the heck is going to happen. Um, I, as mentioned earlier, you know, I'm sure a lot of people didn't really see what was going to happen with Jamal Murray happening. And, and injuries are more common this season, I think, because the, the schedule is so compact um, and they're playing so many games. I mean, the Lakers um, are playing 35 games in, in 65 nights on the, on the back half of the schedule since the all-star break. So it, it's just really tough predict so i i honestly think and another reason why you don't tank is you know it could be the jazz this year it could be the jazz as much as any team so i would think probably three teams in the east and maybe the four or five top teams in the west could could all do it i i i kind of think my cutoff is you know kind of portland i'm not sure that portland is really built to do it um, it's looking, obviously, like the Nuggets are less ready. But I, I really like the Jazz. I think the Suns are, are underestimated. Um, and I I personally underestimate them a little bit because I question whether, you know, Devin Booker and, and DeAndre Ayton can make a run in their first year in the playoffs. Um, but I like the Clippers. I like the Jazz. I like the Lakers. And, and you can't turn your nose up at, at what the Suns are doing right now.
0: Well, Kyle, it's good to hear your voice again. We appreciate you coming on the air, and who knows, there might be a Jazz laker series with fans in both buildings and media traveling. It could happen, yeah, look, as Thoreau I mean, likes I'm, to say.
1: Uh, I'm about to get my second vaccine shot. Um, I hear Juniors is open, so I'll, I'll be seeing you either way. Good. I know I'll be seeing you.
0: Kyle Goon, the Laker beat writer for the Southern California
1: News Group. My guy, my guy. Hey, have a great day, guys.
0: Thank you, Kyle. All right, there it is. Don't tank, PK. It's not the mentality. Now we've heard it from both ends of a potential Jazz Lakers series.
2: I'm on board with that philosophy because what difference does it make? Clippers, Lakers, Locke knows a ton of basketball, and he's got the Clippers as the best team. So you tell me. What's the difference? I don't know that there's any difference, so you don't want to be, uh, what's the phrase, you got to be careful what you wish for sometimes. Yep. Go ahead and get this thing. If, if you can get it, I mean, it's not like a walk in a park either, and I agree with what Locke was saying, we'll know more in about 10 days with Phoenix where they stand with this five game, I think they got one game home against San Antonio and then they take off on that five game road trip, so let's yep. check back at that time and see where they are, so it may be out of your hands anyway, but uh, play to win, play to win within reason, and I'm I'm confident Quinn Snyder can do that just fine.
0: You're right about San Antonio, and they got Milwaukee to open the trip. A back to back in Philly and Boston, and then a back to back with uh, Brooklyn in New York. A uh, trip Boston's the Jazz went to them. Yeah, Boston has been on an upwards trend. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it'll be the second game. They open with Philly, and then Boston's the second game. Those road, 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 back-to-backs can be the, the tough one. Philly to Boston's sure. not too oh, yeah. far. and The other one is in New York. At least they don't have to travel. Uh, right. it's, a, it's what they did with the, the Jazz, uh, you know, Nets and Knicks on consecutive days.
2: It's what they should do with everybody since they're right there within minutes of each other.
0: Yep. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. What have you missed in this show? We will get to it coming up. Stay with us.